Oh, well, Gav, will you? Let's get this show on the road. Before I start talking about Gavin Quinn to the studio. Gavin Quinn. Right and again, they'll find out on there as Andrew Conway is away. And Andrew Conway surfs the Irish wave. CJ Stanley. Wherever you are right now, Tony Keady, I know you're smiling. Because Conway will rejoice like never before. Is the famine over? And he's got the cross in. And a chance here, McLean! He's done it again! James McLean puts Ireland in front. Rock kicking up into the air. And over the bar. And Dublin have surely won the All-Ireland. Hello and welcome to the final episode of Action Replay Extra Time of 2017. Gavin here and I'm joined in the studio by Alex Dunn, Luke Redmond and Ian Brennan as we take a bit, bit of a look back at uh, 2017 in, in general with a few awards to give out as well as taking a look at Champions League action this week and the final round of group games with a few of the matches taking place last night and as well as tonight. So we'll start with uh, Group A lads and Manchester United, they were already qualified, already shoot to last 16 realistically and they had to come back from behind against... CSK Moscow, CSK Moscow, where we saw one of the most bizarre um, football rulings, uh, one that was perfectly legal and one that I actually didn't know existed until last night. It was the correct decision until they decided to uh, to give the goal to Vitinho in the end. So can you walk us through what this position was like? What so essentially, was? what happened was Vitinho of CSK Moscow took a shot that ricocheted off uh, Alan Jagwev, who was behind the Manchester United defensive line, uh, in an, what seemed to be an offside position, and the deflection took the goal took the ball past Avdeh and into the net however it was deemed that he was onside because Daly Blind who had slid uh, Saul Campbell-esque one would say off the pitch um, was judged to still be um, in the phase of play and yeah. therefore when a player goes off the pitch in a phase of play without the referee's permission um, they are judged to be in effect on the sideline standing on yeah. the sideline when judged for offside so literally there's no such thing as offside then if just one look, like if that player is out of play yeah, uh, yeah Alan Zagwell was onside yeah. in that yeah. case yeah which was the correct decision and a ruling that I've never personally seen in, in football but uh, yeah um, it, w- it was an interesting one it was interesting then that they gave the goal to Vitinho because his shot was going wide it was a significant deflection off Alan Zagwell but that's one for the dubious goals committee to debate um, short though it, it was a good call by the referee it was a good call Hulan to swing it over the top Hendrick is there Hendrick back in danger zone it's there it's there it's John O'Shea on his 100th international who brings Ireland level in the final minute of additional time and this is a most Cross in, and a chance here, McLean! He's done it again! James McLean puts Ireland in front! No, 
know, in, in <laughs> fairness, we've only scored 12 goals in this qualifying campaign and seven of them came against Georgia and Moldova combined. So that's five goals across six games against their genuine um, group competitors, which is 0.8 goals a game or whatever, which is a stunningly below average record for a side that's managed to make the playoffs. I think that it's an achievement in itself for making the playoffs because, yeah, we qualified for Euro 2016, but we did so in an expanded tournament when we finished third in a group that mm. we wouldn't have done if that was Euro 2012. And I think that qualifying for that has skewed our ambitions a little bit. I think we've done excellent work to get to this position now. Yeah, yeah it's can. an incredible achievement yeah. to finish second in a group that had Serbia, Wales, ourselves and Austria because that's a, a group of four very evenly matched teams. Yeah. So we've done well to finish second considering we couldn't even manage that albeit against a tough uh, group last time we we had to take third. There's just something about Ireland where we just can't qualify automatically, you know. We'll always finish way. in the playoff yeah. spot. Yeah, I think honestly like okay, so we're saying like before like um September last year or whatever before the first games I'm thinking right, this is going to be a tough campaign against, you know, three different teams who are similar level to us if not better than us. I'd say Wales at least on paper and Serbia at least on paper beforehand. I don't know. I think Austria. I you take you take our bail out of the Wales team and well, evidently they, they, they're atta- like you saw for forty minutes against us, balls in the box, balls in the box, ball. They've got no Open imagination. Ashley William, Ashley the, the thing is, is that though, is that what I'm saying is at least when we're looking at it on paper. At the start of the campaign, we're, we're like what Ian was saying yeah. in September of last year, or two years ago. I'm sorry. Um, we was last year. No, it was last year. I'm sorry. Yeah, year. <laughs> um, we would have looked at that and thought at least Wales could name a Premier League quality player in every position other mm. than James Chester when he's got relegated with Villa but he probably could still play as a Premier League centre half Yeah, even without Bale in the sides do you know what I mean you, you, you can say that but again like goes back to Gavin's point the international football is a different animal and the way Wales yeah. played during that campaign didn't inspire me with confidence uh, when Gareth Bale wasn't playing yeah, and that's yeah. Like but Bale I'd say hasn't actually had a very good. I'd season. say after after the first four games when True. we had we had, we had ten points after the first four games, you know, incredible start to the campaign, and we were all thinking, you know, oh, we could act. This could actually be our campaign, and we could take this by the scruff of the neck and finish top. And up until the last game, we had a chance of finishing top, and we nearly did with Georgia, um, nearly doing us a favor against Serbia. But I think. Yeah, it's just something about Ireland that we always managed to just get into the playoff spot. Yeah, like, we had 10 points after four games. And I'd be talking to people in Ireland and be like, oh yeah, I'm already looking for caravans to go to Russia. Like, <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's only four games into the qualifying campaign. And they managed to throw it away. We did automatically qualify for USA 94, but there was no playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> we, still there finished, we, go. we still finished second to Oh, there's no playoffs. I was just, yeah, rapidly scrolling through my phone. I'm like, I know there was one time we didn't go through the playoffs. I'm like, all right, there was, but there was no playoffs. And we still came second behind Spain. Yeah. But we beat out Denmark, which is a good omen. And, good. Ah. and, and, and in uh, fairness, when there US, was no playoffs. USA, USA 94, they, that was the Denmark team that just won Euro 92. Yeah, and we beat them. Did, well, we beat hold them on, hard. did we beat them? We beat them. We were. It was nil all in Copenhagen, and it was one all in Lansdowne. So no, we didn't. But yeah, but that. Yeah, but that's that's a Denmark team that had both loud drops.
And um, the main event, Jose Aldo stepping back in to the fray to try and take um, the featherweight strap off my boy, Max Holloway. Your boy? One of my personal favorite fighters, yeah, yeah. I can appreciate that, yeah. He is definitely a sick fighter, but I don't think this hope Aldo comes back. I, I always say this when it comes to a champion. Whenever they lose once, they lose whatever it was that was kind of driving them for so long. And I didn't, I just, it's not a thing it just ends up becoming a thing with every fighter I've ever seen I mean you see Johnny Hendricks champion at a young age now he just gets bit to shit by the eraser mm. uh, who's actually sick he's going to be unreal you get I don't know I suppose we'll see if anyone else really comes back I mean but Robbie Lawler RDA haven't really seen much I mean they're, they're still in the rankings Yeah, but they ain't going to be champion anytime soon yeah. I mean Lawler had a great fight there with um, Kelby Cerrone the last time out but uh, at the same time it was it was, it was was a nothing fight just yeah. kind of give the two of them but then again you, you know. look at Cerrone and I mean Darren Hill just absolutely rearranged his face yes he did yeah. <laughs> the problem for Aldo is this is a fight to get a fight um, yeah. it's he's, yeah. he's, he's, he, you know he never recovered from the McGregor fight uh, he still wanted that rematch he still you know, calls him out on Twitter every now and again, looking for a rematch, and it looks like he's just taking this fight against Max Holloway to say that he's the champion, basically to put it in McGregor's face again. Um, when the problem when you see this in boxing as well is when uh, a world champion loses their belt, often they then go for a fight to get back to a world title fight, and then they lose that fight, and then yeah, it's just you know it's a slippery down. slope. Yeah. And that's where I see Aldo going. Not to mention the point that the, the last time we saw Aldo, he was getting put on his ass by Max. Max yeah. was on a 10-fight win streak going into that. I mean, he's in the form. And admittedly, his climb to the point where he was considered a legitimate target. Big Brad Thorne. Brad Thorne, big time. Brad Thorne. Brad Thorne. Brad Thorne. The biggest, the baddest, the best. But first, we're going to talk about Rugby Champions Cup action that's just finished as of the weekend gone by. Leinster versus Montpellier. Ian, you and I were actually at the game. What we did were. you think uh, overall from um, the performance? It was, it was, it was a bit of a scrappy performance, but overall, it was it was quite good. Like in, we 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 dealt with Montpellier's threat, I think, quite well. Um, they got over for a couple of tries, but Nadolo, he's just too strong. You can't stop him sometimes. Um, it was you know it was a good performance. We got a bonus point, which is any like all you can really ask for. Three three tries. Um, Carberry had a bit of an off day, but at the same time he was the one who got the scoring started. So you can't really criticize him too much for that. Um, Glad to see you're already saying we. You're in that camp. We beat Montpellier. You you're, um, you're you were playing on the day. I was I was I was there. I yeah. was I was I was ready. I had, I had my I had my kit on me. Um no, it was I uh, I just I don't I well I wouldn't follow rugby that that closely, but I was at the match um and yeah, like I just I've I like I do technically live in Leinster now, so. Yeah. Yeah. You are a Leinster man. Well, I, I thought it was a I thought it was a terrific performance. Montpellier came over with a huge pack. I think, you know, many people are saying that they take on pretty much nearly any international team in terms of just sheer size. Even though they've downsized from a couple of players last year, they've they've lost one or two second rowers, a couple of back rowers. Um, but they've brought in Louis Picamo to just take over the the whole physicality element to kind of create that platform for such players like, you know, Nadolo or Benjamin Fall. Great to see him back. He's 
had a few years with France and he's been uh, topsy-turvy with injury. But I think Nadolo was just, just an incredible incredible specimen to see in the RDS. You know, it's quite a small pitch. I don't know if people have been to the RDS, but it, it looks small. It looks enclosed. You know, it's completely different size of pitch, I think, anyway, to, to the RD, uh, to the Aviva even, regardless of the, the stadia around it. But uh, Nadolo taking up that, 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 that wing against Lencer was a was just a serious, a serious uh, player. And to see Adam Byrne bounce off him so many times as he did, uh, you know, th- not through lack of trying, but he definitely made up for it in the, the attacking sense because his defensive game certainly needs a lot of work. You mentioned Joey Carberry, Ian. You weren't, you weren't particularly happy with his performance? Um, he, it, was, it, was, it was quite scrappy. He had, he is, he had moments of brilliance, uh, obviously with the try or whatever, but he, his kicking left a lot to be desired and he... There was there was one there was one moment in the second half where you know he he dropped the ball dropped the ball like inside his five meter line yeah. with with Montpellier. Unfortunately, it was it was given I think as a scrum to Leinster anyway. But you know you can't really be doing that um, against a side like Montpellier who who have as you said so much quality. Yeah. I, I'm heartbroken. See the moment does a bit of and you know I want 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 supposed to. They're my life, you know. People are water in my life, you know. And I'm just, just sorry for the for the people who offered for what, what I'm after doing today, you know. Things were just going through my head, you know. And, and because, like, you know, I, I don't want to leave the people who offered them, you know. Cause I, I, I love, I love, I love my county, you know. Bias, but uh, Dublin host Donegal. Yes, they do. At seven o'clock. Hi, Ian. That's Park. gonna that's gonna go well, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, look, look. I Good second half performance from Dublin at the Gavin, weekend. Gavin, After just, Tyrone really put it up to I'm, them. I'm just gonna say now, congratulations on the two points. <laughs> I know. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be so sure mm, that, like, because the way Donegal yeah. are performing in the first two games, I know they have two losses. They have no points on the board. They're, but let's two, not two, forget two that losses by one point. They're by yeah. one point. Yeah, they're, they're turning they're into something of a glorious yeah. losers. They're like I same with Antrim and the Hurling, where they yeah, really yeah. are, really are going yeah. for it, and it's and just. Like but I would, I would say, I would say that you know Donegal have history of coming up to Dublin, being complete underdogs, and then wiping them, uh, wiping them off the park. <laughs> he says yeah, with a massive beaming smile on his face. I, just, I have yeah, to get it in because it's all I have at this stage. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> I, no, I, 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 just, I just think the way that you yeah. like swept away Tyrone. Okay, Tyrone have been pretty poor, and I'd say given the whenever we. Come yeah. around, there's a good chance we'll beat them as well. I will yeah. get to that swept, in a few minutes. Swept away is a bit. Well, and now, to, be, to be fair, oh, I no, think. I swe- no, swept, swept away is literally there was a flood, but yeah. Like, it was. <laughs> it was. Like, the. Um, you, it was. It, you were comfortable against Tyrone. Yeah, I will get to that later on. There was a Just point where it was questionable, but, um, yeah. but of course, Tyrone played into Dublin's hands there, but I won't get into that now. Um, Dublin Donegal has always been a good game in the league. Last year was a draw. Um, Donegal often come to Crow Park with a good game plan and they do frustrate Dublin because mm. I think in recent years it's, been, it's only been one or two yeah, point this, victories this, this is a, di- this this is a different Donegal completely different Donegal exactly. and it could be the fact that two attacking teams mm. going against each other and the better attacking team it, it's a testament to the, how well they've been able to huge shot, two notification it's a testament to how well guess <laughs> <laughs> who it is <laughs> no, can I just
Um, yeah, so that concludes all our Champions League talk and our football kind of current affairs talk. And now we get to... <laughs> current affairs. you know what I mean. <laughs> News. I love how we all just went, current affairs. <laughs> oh. The reason why I actually love Milan Barros so much is because he was so slow and so stupid when he tried to get... <laughs> no, 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 can I, can I, can I finish this point? I love... Like, <laughs> Christie going for touch from Pampers. <laughs> <laughs> Aim for the corner, please. We'll go for it. Balance. He accepts the balance he had with Paul Green going to the Euros with our club. <laughs> uh, you, you don't make I don't like this point he's like the, he's like you know to see like he's like freeway cola and Messi is coca cola <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? so I guess that is all we have time this week for the Action Replay Extra Time podcast Thanks to Gavin, Alex and Ian. This has been Action Replay Extra Time. Thanks very much for listening. Bye for now. <laughs>